Hi, you're listening to the TL Podcast. My name is Thomas Lehuang, and I am interviewing someone who seems ordinary, but who is achieving extraordinary things. That is the quest of this interview. Hi, Louise. How are you doing? I'm good, Thomas. How are you? Excellent. I just wanted to congratulate you, first of all, on winning the Most Improved Leader of the Year for 2020. But Thank let you. me ask you a few questions here now. First of all, you've been at it for a little while now. And so I'm sure that sitting in the room, you must have been gobsmacked, like, let alone being in the list of finalists, but winning that, um, that thing. And so I'm just thinking, what were your feelings that night? I mean, did you feel like um, I didn't deserve it? Or why did they pick me? Did you feel like, hey, no, I, I actually fully deserve it? Or did you feel like, uh, obviously, the, the things that I've been doing this last year are worth remembering because that's what got me this award? What did you feel? I probably felt a lot of exactly what you just said, Thomas. And, you know, especially because there was no list of finalists for this award, it's something that I think you and Veronique decide between yourselves. So I didn't actually know that. Well, you were on the list of finalists, but you didn't know. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So you knew, but I didn't. So, yeah, I was completely speechless, as they say. I, As you could see, I I couldn't really talk because I couldn't find the words. And I guess a lot of emotions were going through my mind at the time. Um, Did I deserve it? Why me? How? What did I do differently? You know, and I think the next day is when the penny dropped that I realised you know, there was a lot that 2020 took out of you or brought out of you, I should say. Yes. And um, I think it brought a lot of good out of a lot of people and it, and it made a lot of people dig deep and, you know, stick to what they know. And I think a lot of people's character and courage as well as culture was revealed through 2020. So yes. I, you know, I think I looked back on my whole life in, a, in one night and I thought the times that I felt most uncertain, which was 2020 for me, is when I've really dug the deepest and brought the best out in myself. So I think, you know, what I probably did deserve it. It was a crazy year. Um, working from home for four months of it was a challenge, but, you know, I th- it was a blessing as well. I got to spend that time with my kids, also doing school and uni. So, yeah, it was a lot of emotion. Where are we there? Are we? Uh... Well, I'm actually at one of Diane's amazing holiday lets. Yes. Um, we're actually in a place called Rihanna Moorings on Hibbard Drive. So I'll move out of the way for a second and just give you a That's why I wanted to do it out there. Oh, my goodness. It looks fantastic. Have a look at that. Uh, Actually, I was talking to Diane before I came over and I said, um, because I hadn't been here before, and I said, what's this unit? And she said, oh, Lou, you've got to, you wait till you see it. It's amazing. And apparently this one's booked back to back until I think end of April or May, she said, at this rate. So, yeah. Oh, well, beautiful Port Macquarie, I guess. Yes, That's yeah, absolutely. So uh, not many people know of your story. I know uh, your humble beginnings. I know of the talk we had one day many years ago when you yeah. felt uh, as, as a mother, a, a young mother, where mm. you felt guilty having to leave your children at home and going out there doing long nights and, and working hard. I mean, I hope uh, looking back now from this achievement that you not only understanding it's, it was maybe worth the, 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 the prize, but also along the way, you have taught your children the value of hard work and maybe the, some of the virtues that comes along with it. Yeah, look, 
you're so right. And I think being a woman and a mother, and especially as you say, a young mother, when I started my journey in real estate with Darren initially some 12 years ago, my kids were young and it was hard and it was a never ending battle that I sort of, I think I struggled with for half of my career, to be honest, that that guilt factor of always thinking, okay, I'm out there making something for myself, but what about my kids? What about, you know, am I doing enough? Am I reading enough? Am I helping them enough? You know, and so that really is a hard thing to swallow. But I think, and as you know, we've had many conversations on the way and you've probably had many conversations with me along the way. And I've said, I can't do this. I can't do this because that's my maternal instinct. But I think you kept me on the, the straight and narrow. And I think one day you said to me, if something you know at that point you know in a relationship and you said if something ever happened to your husband how would you support your kids and I thought whoa exactly like I know what it's like to you know grow up in a tough situation so I thought I don't want that for my kids so I have to stick at this and keep at it and you know I think looking back I I've learned lots but I've taught them lots and I think I look now and having my daughter who's almost 20 and my my eldest son who's almost 18, since the day they were old enough to work, they've worked, you know, and they pay for their own things and they look after themselves. And, you know, I think if I hadn't have set that standard that, you know, if you want something in life, you've got to make it happen. If it is to be, it's up to me kind of thing. You know, I think those I've instilled in them and, you know, I can't be more prouder than that yes people don't realize you know you have shared with me things like in your younger days having to have what is it chips for for dinner what, what yeah what, it's a again, funny what was that again do, do you want to tell us because sometimes yeah. people don't realize that they think that you know well you know she's won an award she must be she, she must have received a good education and she was brought yeah. up like you know having everything I, I really yep. love your story. You, would you like to just take a few minutes and tell us a story from humble beginnings to today? Okay, so let me start back at the beginning. So my parents divorced when I was two or three, I think it was. So okay. uh, my mum has four children and I'm the second eldest. Um, and so when they separated, I was raised by a single mum and that was tough times and she didn't have much and we had family, but not a, not, not a lot of money. And so... You know, there were times, and I think, you know, as, as I started laughing when you said chips, because I think if it wasn't for hot chips, I probably wouldn't be here today because that's pretty much at times all I got to eat. But right. I think the story that you're talking about is the times that I've told you that we would literally eat wheat bix sometimes breakfast, lunch, and dinner, because that's all we had. Right. That, yeah. That's a crazy so, story. So yeah. would you say that some of those lessons that you had from those days uh, were actually the, the the lessons that came back and helped you through COVID-19 in 2020, where a lot of leaders went into, oh my goodness, what's going to happen? You actually step up and you did a lot of things that were so different and not only embraced the lockdown yeah. and the isolation that uh, COVID-19 imposed, but upon, you know, reopening, you also went out and, and helped the team. Yeah, yeah. Well, look, let me first add a little bit more to that story because a lot of people don't realize and as you sort of said a lot would think that I'm educated that I'm grew up with a silver spoon and whatever else is totally the opposite I actually dropped out of school halfway through year nine because I was pregnant okay and a lot of people don't know that people say to me how do you have a 20 year old daughter well you know what reality is I had it when I was 16 but I lived half my life wondering about people judging me for that I don't care now because I've 
that was a thing in my life that made me step up and make something of my life, yes. you know? So and because I missed out on a lot of education, I value education so much now, Yes. you know? But I guess because of those times growing up, I, I must've went to 15 different schools. I could never keep friends because we kept moving and things like that and struggling for food and, you know, and sometimes even raising my younger siblings because mum was just either not there or unable to yes I think those times I was able to look back 2020 and I think I, I went into the what I do know I don't know a whole lot of success yeah. I don't know a lo- whole lot of um, amazing things but I do know struggle and I do know uncertainty and I do know tough times require you to dig deep and so I could pull on those strengths and that I think helped what were some of the skills that you used uh, last year to get your team to the next level? As I said, I did a lot of work on myself. Yeah. And I think there's a certain level, and, and I heard um, in a podcast recently, um, Brene Brown, I, I'm a big fan of her and I listen to a lot of her stuff. And yeah. she said something that I really took hold of. And she said something along the lines of there's a certain level of lived experience that can't be taught. And I thought, Bing, like that was a light bulb for me. I was like, that is so true. And I think the skills that I used or helped me through 2020 was empathy. You know, you got to have empathy, gratitude. You know, people were coming to work and they were saying, oh man, like, you know, are we going to get through this day? Are we going to get through this week? Are we going to have jobs? And I was every day, hey guys, you know what? You're sitting here. You made it into work today. Be grateful. You have a listening appointment this afternoon, be grateful. You have a job, you know, and a lot of other things like just trying to keep their heads straight and and mindset. And I guess, you know, I have to sort of look back at what we've learned as a network with you and what you've taught us. I think there's a lot that I think Darren said it the other day in, in, in our training where he said there's places we wouldn't go every year if we didn't have these seminars. And I thought to myself, and there's also a lot of material that we wouldn't know if you didn't study it and you didn't teach us. And I think that's so invaluable because that what I've learned in 12, well, not 12 years, because four years I was a salesperson and yes. eight years I've been a sales leader. Yes. So in here's what I've learned is a lot of self stuff. You know, you don't have to have the biggest and the best and the flashiest. You just have to be a genuine, caring, you know, person and really value people and their time and what they give you know so there's a whole lot of things I don't even know where I could stop but there's so many skills that I sort of draw on it but I I really did make sure that every day I was making sure I was coming to work with my own mind right you know I did a lot of sort of meditation throughout last year and I did I I I listened to a gazillion podcasts and I read so many books and re-looked over the material that we've learned with you and I was just trying to not just read it I was trying to apply it and I think that's what the difference was. Yes. You know, I applied what I had learned. Yes. What, what was the most difficult thing last year for you? Okay. So to be honest with you, I always knew that because I spent, we all spend so much time with the people that we work with. In most times or most cases, we spend more time with them than we do our own family. Yes. And when I made the decision for myself and Diane to, work from home almost immediately and that was you know if somebody got sick the whole office would close and us being separated could go in and keep it going yeah within about a week or two probably not even two weeks I just even though I had my kids at home I've always got a connection with my kids because they're my kids but the connection that I had with my team the 
energy and the, and just the not so much the the actual touch because we high five or we'd hug or we'd you know celebrate our wins by you know everybody giving a high five and things like this but it was just the being there and around them and you know feeding off each other's energy and you know just I really missed that and I thought wow how I hope this doesn't last too long because I didn't realize until then it's almost like they say you don't know what you got until it's gone yes it was like I need that back you know Mm -hmm. And, and, and that re-energized you? This connection back with the family, actually, that actually energized you because I, I could witness a, a stronger Louise who did now understand we didn't need to have family and work separated. We could actually yeah. have the two work in symbiosis. Yeah, absolutely. And I think being home with the kids, that was truly me leading by example because I had my kids in front of me, you know, and that was so important because I thought they're watching. They, they know I go to work and they sort of know what I do. I sell homes and I list homes and I, I'm on the phone all the time. But when they're there every day hearing me doing what I do and listening and learning and, you know, they start asking questions like, Mom, what does that mean in a contract? You know, how does that work? And that's what inspired me to really lead because I thought, wow, like these are the most important people in my life. Obviously my team is as well, but it did energize me. And, you know, it energized me also just thinking that, wow, you know, nobody slackened off. Everybody dug deep, not just me, everybody. And I think that has a lot to do with foundation. Yes. I mean, you now run a, uh, I have a business in Port Macquarie and you have a business in Foster. How do you yeah. find the time to be in the two? Um, well, look, I, I work in Foster at least once, sometimes twice a week, depending on what's happening. Yes. Um, and I really love that. I won't say it's a walk in the park because it does take a bit out of me. Foster is an hour and 15 minutes from Port Macquarie. So it means yeah. early morning, late home, those particular days. But I just love it. I just love that we're all one team and, and floating between the two, everybody's different and the dynamics are slightly different, but we're yeah. all still on that common purpose, that common goal and that, you know, we're all heading in the same direction. Yes. Um, what I like, it, it actually tests me because it's me having to make sure that I step up for all of them and yeah. be there for all of them. Right. And, you know, amazing. Like it's, I, I quite enjoy it even though it's a little bit hard sometimes. Do you find that it's actually a plus to have multiple business like this because one gives you a different perspective of the first one you left. And then by the time you walk back into that first one, you now realize that, hold on, you know, um, I I can actually apply some of the things I did in the second business that would work better in the first one. Oh, look, absolutely, Thomas. And I think it's amazing when I look at it like that, because if I look at Foster, for example, I have three people in Foster, okay, three salespeople in Foster. In Port Macquarie, what have I got? There's two, four, six, eight, nine or something like that. Yes. I've lost count. But yes. But the people in Foster, if we just look at this month, Foster's actually performing better than Port Macquarie. Right. And it's a third of the size. And I, you know, and look, I guess what I look at and what I notice, it really keeps me on keeping up with people and what are they going through and what goals and, you know, how's everybody going and what are they aiming for? And, you know, cause our markets are very much the same. Yes. Properties are selling within hours, you know, over asking price, same advertising, same market, you know, yeah. we've all learned the same, you've all taught us the same training. So there's no real difference except for the people, you know? And so I really do look at, okay, what, what's, okay. Somebody's going really well here. So what's driving him? What's he doing? And, 
then I come and we work together. We train together and we get together and we discuss these things, but looking and going, okay, guys, listen, this is what, you know, for example, this is what Todd's doing in foster at the moment really working for him yes. you know why and what's working is you know the fact that he's applying this and you know what isn't it a coincidence he's reading he's studying he's he's really feeding himself such great material at the moment is that the difference is it a coincidence you know and so I can use those things to help the others and you know I, I find that interesting and it keeps me as I say on my toes it provides you with a different source of knowledge and like quite often when you run one office that's all you see so mm -hmm. You, right. you don't even, uh, sometimes you don't even see the repercussion of your action. But when you go to another office, you, you see that, hold on, what did I do here that is different? Because I'm getting a yeah. different result. And then suddenly it allows you to analyze it and bring back the positive into the, the other business. Yeah, yeah. Look, I'll, I'll use a situation that happened this morning, to be honest. Um, and I won't name names, but I did a human thing and I actually spoke without thinking first. Yes. Um, you know, which obviously not always the right thing to do. You should always think before you speak. Yep. And I realized after I'd spoken to the salesperson that, you know, I probably, well, if I didn't probably, I did do the wrong thing. And I look at situations like that and I think, okay, so when else have I done that recently or today even, you know, because obviously that's important. You need to think about what you're about to say because you can change somebody's day. You can yes. change somebody's life yep. by what you say without thinking about it. So working so much in Port Macquarie and then in Foster, it does allow me to look back and look at Port Macquarie as an example and go, wow, that's working. I'm going to apply that here. You know, or that's working in Foster. I'm going to apply that there. And, and yes. having the two, it's an interesting combination because everybody's a different person. There's different personalities. Everybody has different, as we know, hidden players, which people may not know what that is. But yeah. you're learning to work with each individual and, you know, what works and doesn't work. As yes. I said, same market, same advertising, same training. It's just the people. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, and that's what I was trying to say is that sometimes having a different business, it takes you back and gives you a different perspective. Just as much as, do you know how you could walk into a stranger's office, somebody else's office, mm. and see the problems in that office? And, and oh, yet definitely. you may be doing the same thing in your office, but you can't see that. Yeah. And so by Ooh. having two businesses like this, you almost have to put different shoes every time you walk into either one of them, you know. How do you find your leadership over the last few years? Has it helped you with your own family? Oh, gosh, yes, absolutely. I think a big thing, and in, in all honesty, I think another thing you said to me probably, I don't know, eight, ten years ago or now, but <laughs> 12 years in this industry, and I think five years was spent just trying to find me, you know, amongst trying to be a salesperson and all of this and, and learning material as we go. But you said to me once, don't worry, the, the teacher will appear when the student is ready. And I think I spent a lot of time reading and learning, but not applying. And the last few years, a lot of pennies dropped, a lot of things, and particularly because of 2020, a lot of things, I guess, you know, it was a big not a wake-up call last year but and even years before there's a lot of things that happened in life and certain personal things that happen that you've got to deal with and you've got to you've got to be able to deal with those move on still run your business still look after your family and still you know live an everyday life but you've got to know how to manage that you've got to know how to manage yourself you've got to know how to manage your emotions you've got to know that yeah 
there's no point reading a book and not applying it. There's no point listening to a podcast and not not actually studying that podcast. Like you've got to apply leadership in all areas um, and not just listen, as you say. And I think the last few years, I've really made it a mission to to learn, to really learn, not just read, to actually apply and learn and understand, you know, I think the first, it's been a long time between awards because I think my first award was in 2011 when I won the Bobby Joe. I think I won the first one actually. Right. And then winning Most Improved Leader last year, uh, for last year, I should say. And, you know, to me, that's two of my biggest achievements because those awards mean the most to me because those awards, I think, to me, mean more about you as a person and, and your compassion and your courage and your empathy and leadership you know those I, I I mean great if I win salesperson of a year one year great but you know what I'm really not striving for that I, I like to keep winning these awards that show who you are and I think winning that was a big reward for me because I thought you know I have spent a lot of time trying to apply what we've learned over the years and and you know just understand it and understand me yeah yeah mm. I really thank you very much for uh, your leadership and I thank you I think that um, it's a very small award to recognize um, 13, 14 years in the works. And mm. it's a very, very small recognition for uh, many years of tears, sweat, and, and, and probably uncertainty. But that's where you have the leaders stepping out of yeah. the pigeons, the pack of pigeons, they flock together, they, they look for security together. But it takes a leader yeah. to go through the same challenges mm and step up. I, I really, really want to thank you and want to honor your win. Congratulations once thank again. You. Thank you very much. It, it does mean a lot. And I think I have to say one of the things that I did do, which I think it's important. So if people are listening and I'm sure they are. Yes. I think one thing people need to do, people really need to allow themselves to be vulnerable. And when people, I, and I, I had this discussion with Bruce the other day and he's struggling a little bit with mindset. And I said to Bruce, I said, my mission is vulnerability at the moment. And another thing that I'm learning through applying what I'm learning. And I said to him, when you actually are having a conversation with somebody, it doesn't matter if it's face-to-face -face or on the phone or whatever, when you allow yourself to be vulnerable and talk about things that are uncomfortable, you're giving that other person permission to also be vulnerable. And that's when you can have the realest connection there is. Okay, so I really, that was one thing I really did focus on in the last 12, 18 months. Yes. And I've been putting it out there. And, you know, when you put things out there like that, the, the universe somehow tilts in your favor. <laughs> well so, done. Great story. Yeah. Thank you so Thank much, you. Louise. We catch up soon. Have a yeah, great day. Absolutely. Enjoy Port Macquarie. <laughs> Certainly will. See you.